This is my real hair. It's my real hair. 13 plus years. I locked my hair up in 2015. So, I, I don't feel any need to add it back and I'm not going to add it back. You know, <laughs> that just is what it is. But um, I don't feel the need to defend or anything. There's a lot of rumors going on around and stuff. If you see the video, when you see the video. You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. Welcome to The Young Jerks, Mike Crawford. Almost a perfect open, but a little technical glitch there. Always something. I'm getting better at this, though. Even though uh, we're a little behind, we're a couple minutes late. I've just been so, like, uh, kind of relaxing today. Had to get that extra smoke before the show because I knew the show was going to be something a little different than not the typical show that we do lately. We do a lot on uh, big cannabis, especially True Leaf. I really enjoy those shows now a lot because I feel like we're giving the workers a voice and we've been doing that quite a bit lately. We're going to be doing that again Sunday night. This show tonight is going to be a little different. I definitely want to mention though. We have the big uh, Young Jerks Cannabis Workers Awards coming up Sunday, May 7th at the Rockwell in Somerville, Massachusetts. It's going to be hosted by myself with uh, some great guests from UFCW 1459, Drew Weiss, Danny Carson, the True Leaf whistleblower, Saskia Van James from MRCC, and many more that we are going to be announcing. Uh, Ed D'Souza is one, Carolyn Pinot from STEM Haverhill. Music from the teasers. I haven't even mentioned who the teasers are. The teasers are the band of our longtime Young Jerks producer, Brian Murphy. So this is going to be a great event. A lot of uh, Young Jerks guests and friends and support is going to be there. We also know that Alex Miller is probably going to be the one traveling the furthest to be at this event. He's flying in from Florida. We're really happy about that. He's a truly whistleblower who was actually nominated for this event. I want to make sure that everyone knows. May 7th, if you're a cannabis worker in Massachusetts or any other state and you have a cannabis uh, badge, you know how the Massachusetts has a cannabis worker badge? If you have that badge, you can either bring it or bring it on your cell phone, you know, take a photo of it, and you get in for free at this event. This event is about the workers. We expect uh, the labor unions and the, and the uh, cannabis executives and owners to pay but not the workers. The workers get in for free and we're honoring you that night. So please come down workers. This is about you May 7th, but uh, just kind of to lead with that tonight to remind you that we're still on the worker beat. We're going to do a show on Sunday night, but tonight we opened up with something totally different that you saw a lot of controversy in the uh, local movement lately. I don't want to, dwell on this stuff but somebody's got to do it and there was an there was a violent thing that happened at new england cannabis convention uh we played the video we broke the video on our facebook page uh and everywhere else on social media i think the video spoke for itself but there's a lot of other things that happened after which we threw in that video uh, we have the person that I believe was the victim in all of this. And I think the, the video speaks for itself. We just played the video. 
If you didn't see it, we're going to play it again at the end of the show so people can see it. I want people to watch this video. You can also find it on our social media, on Twitter, uh, at The Young Jerks, on our Facebook, you know, all over our social media. You will find this video that we just posted. And it's basically two to three men encircling another man and beating him up. And uh, it's a bunch of BS. And what happened after was even worse, in my opinion. And that's why we're going to talk about it. If it was just a, uh, you know, a little fight and and that's where it ended and there were some apologies and people, you know, made up, I don't think this would have gotten the traction that it has and that I don't think we'd be doing a show on it tonight. But because of what happened after the fact, we're covering it tonight and we're bringing up the person it happened to, the person that uh, I feel was unjustly targeted targeted at that event and they're targeted on social media he's a black man and we haven't always agreed on everything we've actually had it gotten in fights we blocked each other at one point but we're united definitely on this <laughs> and uh, i'm glad that we could make up and 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 just let's talk about it let's bring him up right now mar stringer what's up man yeah likewise and definitely my sentiments exactly like i'm not i'm no angel I've been involved in situations, uh, violent situations before. I think it just takes the cake when you try to get somebody arrested after you attacked it. You know, they initiated it. I didn't want to fight. Yes, I can fight, but I didn't want to fight. You know, um, I didn't want to be forced into a fighting situation. I wasn't prepared to fight. Um, and um, as you can see, you know, what I was doing prior to, um, you know, I was headed to a, an event, a cannabis event in my business space, you know, um, you know, so with my platform, which is legacy to legal, you know, where I came from, you know, being arrested, just very interesting that this group, they also do the expungements and stuff. It's just, it's one of the most horrific things I've had to experience. You know, I've never experienced this level of hate where somebody doesn't care if they'll get their own self in trouble. Like you see in the video, there's cops and everything. And they're still attacking. They're still um, pushing. They're still bumping. They're still, they felt even more emboldened to come into me. And then you can, one thing about the videos, you can't see, you can't hear the words they were saying. Um, so it's very disappointing that the Boston police would be right there. They wouldn't report. They didn't add their, they were right there. They were, they were right there. They could have said from an eyewitness account what, what happened. They didn't. They never entered their statement into the, to the testimony. They never, I did security loss prevention for over 10, 11 years, we had to write certain statements um, so they can so they can stand in court. We had to write reports a certain kind of way. And for and one of the easiest reports you can write is one with a video. You know, as a security guard, oh, I don't have to recount it from my own memory. I can go right to this video and just write it down. And the police never did that. And it created a lot of harm for me. Um, like you said, after the fact, they tried to get order of protection on me. Um, dragging me into court trying let's go to get through that let's go through that bit by bit because you know this, this was an incident that happened in april beginning of april no march march oh march yeah now we're in april i'm, I'm confused yeah march so this march was the beginning 11th. of march march like 7th i think it was right somewhere around there first week march, of march. march 11th yeah okay march 11th and so this happened on march 11th um and we played the video for, so, you know, for people that can't see it, we put this out in podcast, you know, I like to kind of set the scene for people who are listening to audio too, as well. Um, so you, you're at this event, 
you're walking in uh, to, you know, go into a panel with a friend of yours who is speaking at it, who's an attorney. And all yeah. of a sudden you, you, you get these guys who are calling your name, you turn around and it turns into a, a brawl. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, um, you know, um, Harry pulls up on me, like, what now, you know, pussy. And, um, you know, and I was like, you want to fight here? He's like, yeah, that's what I thought. And um, he just goes in, and then you see me turn around. I'm like, all right, if, if I would have known it was Harry or who was calling me, I wouldn't even stop. I would have never stopped to give them the time of day. I didn't know who was calling me. Um, so that was the biggest advantage they had until they got up on me. And then when they got up on me, Harry got up on me. I still didn't recognize him. I was like, Harry? Um, you know, you don't see that much interaction because the video sped up a little bit. But I was like, Harry? And then um, he was like, yeah, what now, pussy? And then, so I, you know, I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm like, you want to do this here? So I turn my back to him. He circles around me. He starts putting himself in front of me, pushing up against me. Um, you know, people, anybody who know me, I just didn't want to fight. Because if I did want to, I would have knocked him out as soon as he approached me and bumped me. He bumped me first as soon as he approached me. Um, you know, I wasn't really happy. I wasn't happy at all um, with having to, to, to do that there. I wasn't happy with um, the outcome of that entire situation. My hair was ripped out, so I was very upset. And, um, you know, just, just going back and seeing the video was extremely triggering. It's, it just shows me how reckless they didn't care. Like, I looked at Harry and David, their trajectory seemed to be really cool. They seemed to be winning, so to speak. They yeah, were making connections. They were getting money. Yeah, I want the listeners to understand, like, why this is really troubling. Like, this is the mm -hmm. New Cannabis Convention. This is the largest cannabis convention on the East Coast at the Heinz Convention Center. At this convention center, they also have teenagers having a convention. So you got you got young people with families at this event, too. So the, with cannabis, and we're trying to overcome the stigma, and this group, Big Hope Project, who has done expungement and, and apparently some good work, and they're getting money from big dispensaries to do this work. They win a big award at this event on at the award show the night before. And then the next day they're attacking you. There's a fist fight with them. And on the way out, their their representative claimed made some claims. Did you see the the representative that spoke to the police for them? I never saw him physically there, but um, I saw him all over the report, which is to me is just like I said, it's irresponsible. It more to me falls on the Boston police. Why did they make Grant the star of the report when you had an attorney who gave them their card? Cheryl was she gave uh, the security their car card, and she told them, "Hey, you know, get with me. I saw everything, you know." Um, and you see in the video she, how she could see everything. She was there from the start and and the end of it. And yeah, they never I would, I would, I would take the credibility over an, uh, uh, an attorney over, I guess they just looked at the skin color. They saw Grant was a white guy, but if you really know Grant, he has no credibility. So, okay. So they, so the Boston police ran on, on the credibility of a white guy who you didn't even see at the end. And I didn't see him in the video. I, you know, the video that we just played, I didn't see it. I saw him on the sidewalk afterwards with them. Which you yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's you get that video? So you got the video from the Heinz Convention Center, which is the yeah. fight. But then there's Part a video of Grant and Harry. So Grant's the witness that told the police all kinds of stuff that doesn't seem true. Where did you get that video? Yeah, they they wouldn't give me the rest of the video. Heinz Convention Center only gave me part of the video, 
Um, they didn't want to give me the rest of the video. I wanted to know where Harry and uh, Harry and them were, were at prior to when. Um, so I mean, I wanted to know. I wanted to see me coming in fully, coming in through the metal detectors and leaving. What happened when I left? Because Harry and them followed me all the way out, continued to accost me, and then two other cannabis owners walked up and they jumped on them and, and accosted them with the same fervor that you saw in the video with me. Um, so it just continued on to them. But I was all the way in my car, by the way. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about that with them in a second. We 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 have them calling in actually. Yeah, Hopefully we're going to be able to get them on the phone. Yeah, see and Leah Samora. Yeah, they're, they're, they're actually on hold here. So we're going to bring them up in a second. Before we get to them, so so this incident happens. You got some video, but you didn't get all the video. You wanted to put all the video out. They had the video. They didn't put it out. Uh, one of the people that seemed to you know be in on the three-on-one attack of you filed a, rest a restraining order against you. Is that correct? Actually, two of them. Harry and David both filed restraining orders against me in separate courts. 420, I had to go to court. They never showed. I had to stay in court all day. Um, I was so drained, I didn't make it to any of my 420 parties. <laughs> I'll blame it on that. I won't blame it on my age. But I ended up taking a nap and just didn't wake up until I was so drunk. done after 4 o'clock. I was waiting. I was on call for them. Um, and so the order expired at 4 o'clock. But the most troubling thing about these orders, which I didn't know about, is one, it's on your record. Two, um, it could be on your record in, in the way that it's on my record in a way where I never even got to present information. Um, they didn't allow me to present information because Harry and David never showed up to court, which which were the victims. They got some type of uh, thing that but they abused the system. What they got was for battered women and for spousal abuse, where you get this man, you get this expedited uh, order of protection, ex parte. There's supposed to be some type of real, um, you know, violence and stuff, imminent threat behind the ex parte. So, yeah, they got that. They abused the system. They didn't have to show because they were able to do that. And the police report is 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 fucking egregious, dude. The police report is garbage. You know, like I rest most of this on the police report. Grant is like a village idiot to me. Um, he's always been like that. And um, ever since he started lying about my wife and I years ago. Um, but, um, you know, for the police to give him that much praise and seniority in the report is disgusting when you have a video that you could have just wrote down what happened in the video is it's disgusting it's poor police work it's piss poor police work um you know and the police were right there while they were threatening my life um you know as you see in the video there were two police officers there and three security guards there so to me it was like were you guys hanging out with the police before you came and attacked me were you guys hanging out with Grant? Why don't they want to give me the video of where they were prior to, where uh, Harry and, and David were prior to? And I think that's damning. And if they were hanging out with police, Boston police, prior to attacking me, that would be an issue. That would let be me, a big let issue. Let me ask you this. What, what, what uh, Big Hope Project, the guys mm -hmm. who, who got who three on, it looks like a three on one to me. It might have been two, two to three on one, it looked like. Me. Yeah, there was another guy yeah. that I saw in the video who was creeping around and trying to do something. Yeah. I it, and the same thing, the same way David came up, he came up, he was trying to hide in the background. You know, these guys are sneak artists, and um, this is the same way they tried to do Sia and his wife. You know, my wife was on her way up there, and they actually put their hands on a lawyer. Harry put his hands on a lawyer. At one point, um, you when when David grabs me, 
you know, David is considerably bigger than me. David's probably like 280 pounds, you know, but um, uh, at one point when he grabs me, Harry's, Harry thinks he has me. So he has me, he's going to throw me over the railing. And um, uh, Cheryl tries to step in and he he, he does like this. To, he, first he grabs and then he does like this to her arm and back pushes her off in such an alarming fashion that she backs out. You can see where she starts. She was right next to us. And then she goes in the corner. She said she just was looking for security at that point. She didn't know these individuals. And she didn't know if they would get more physical with her. It's traumatizing as a woman to experience. Yeah, that. yeah. And this, this is horrific for this black man to put his hands on a black woman like that. Um, and these dudes, these are bad actors in this space. Cheryl is a well-documented attorney. And for the, the police, the Boston police, to never enter her statement in there, uh, you know, is, is bigger than Grant, you know, and all of these individuals around him who have been propping him up. And, you know, well, let's ask about that. What what do you think like uh, Apothka Garden Remedies have deals with Big Hope Project? Well, what do you have you been talking to them? What do you suggest to them? Well, I spoke to Garden Remedies. I've been in contact with with with, uh, people from Garden Remedies, and I've also gave them the video of what's going on um, over there. But like I'm even talking about like MRCC, you know, to me, this is an extension of my complaint with the CCC. When MRCC was a state-funded activist group, they were getting state funds. They got this platform. Harry and David are nobodies. They would they've never been anybody. I don't think I've said anything public about public about these individuals, but um, the, the people who they're connected to, Joey Gilmore, um, you know, uh, and 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 others. Um, these people we said stuff about, and lo and behold, here it is. We get attacked from their quote-unquote underlings, who have were on a straight kamikaze mission. Like, there's no way that you can think you can operate in this space walking around. Try, I think it was a they tried to demonstrate, make a demonstration of me because the MO, MO of them right now is they're, they're going around shaking people down for money. Yeah. And you know, when, when Grant called into the show, one of the questions I had was, are you worried about Rico? Because it sounds like racketeering. A lot of this stuff sounds like racketeering, borderline racketeering. So. Uh, let's take a call. Let's take the call right now. We got we got the chief, I think, and his wife on the phone. Let's see what they have to say. Let me see if I got this right. Uh, can you hear us, chief? Hey, greetings, Jimmy. Greetings to you. Uh, tell us how you're. You got a shop open in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, and you just got on a poll. You just got uh, some press too on Boston.com. I saw. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Yonga Market in Central Square. You know, we're one of the one of the leading uh, cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts. We're the first adult use cannabis dispensary in Cambridge. And um, we just celebrated our first year anniversary on 420, man. Um, we had our grand opening last year. And so, you know, this is our birthday. This is our anniversary. And, uh, you know, shout out to all of my staff and employees uh, for making it happen. Awesome. But, um, I'm, so, I'm trying yeah, to uh, work on putting this up on our screen right now. Let's see if I get it right. Yamba Market, Cambridge owner. Yeah. Yamba, the yep. There we go. So tell us, Chief, uh, you had something similar happen with the same group of people at the same event. I think you wanted well, to yeah, weigh in I mean, on that. I'm watching the video here trying not to get triggered too, Mike, because, you know, it's really infuriating what's uh what's been going on here uh, for a while frankly you know what i mean and um you know i did i attended nikan 
with my wife. And uh, we were just, we, we, we don't normally go because, you know, those things tend to open to everyone. And um, we've been in the biz for a while. But we attended because my wife, Leah, she was going to be on a women's panel, you know, so we went. And um, when we were returning for lunch, I, um, you know, Leah asked me, uh, you know, to keep my eyes out for these guys, Big Hope, because she knew they were kind of potentially. She didn't know what they looked like. She, so she she knew they could potentially be starting some trouble there. Sure enough, they're they're right at the doorway um, as we're entering um, knee camp. And as we continue to walk through the doorway, Harry steps, comes towards me and starts asking me some weird thing about somebody getting stabbed. I didn't know what he was talking about, but I seen hit how he was. It, he he wanted to fight, and then I seen his brother coming. He started talking about his brother, and I seen his brother coming around the side, and I said, "Oh, these guys want to fight." So my my wife could tell too what was going on. And frankly, if she wasn't there, then you know they probably would have jumped me because Leah got pretty activated. She saw what they were doing and made sure that you know if if they were going to swing on me, that she was going to be part of that. It would have been a big old a big old thing in front of Heinz Convention Center. So this is what we deal with, Mike. As black cannabis owners here in Massachusetts, you're not going to hear it on a lot of these um, uh, other news and media organizations, but th this is the reality. We have, it's the sad reality. We have some self-hating black folks, you know, and they project and do all this stuff, and then they end up targeting people like more family, family men, professionals, people like me, people like my wife. And, um, you know, it's it's just, it is, it's pretty infuriating. And then to see how people will continue to work with these people, you know, clearly paying them, they know what they're doing. And so see certain media not speak about it after they've been promoting these folks for a very long time. It really, it's, it's a shame. And, and, you know, it just really exposes a lot of the fakery in this so-called cannabis social equity environment, man. And I am, I'm an insider, okay? So I do, I see a lot of the ugly stuff, but this is clearly boiled over into something that's clearly not good for the cannabis equity environment, not good for local business owners, not good for the cannabis industry. And, you know, you can't get the people that even really work with these people and pay these people to be accountable. So, you know, Mike, I've been in this business for like a long time. I started as an activist. I'm an Iraq war veteran, a medical cannabis patient and caregiver. Fought my way into the licensed biz. I'm out here fighting with sharks, real MSOs. And then we have to deal with trying to evade getting jumped by the local crazy dudes right. at, at, our, at the biggest weed convention in our state. You're not the only so sorry one. Sorry if I'm a little. You're not hyped, the but, only one. I mean, know, I, it's it's maddening. Yeah, I feel it too. I feel it too. Like there's a reason I don't. People don't see. I don't go out. Remember me? I used to go to every event back in the day. I'd never go out. I went to that yeah, one no, event this year for KOP, my friend. Who, you know, to honor him. But there's a reason I don't go out, and it's because of the crazies. And there is a price for speaking truth. There, there absolutely is a price for speaking truth. I don't want to cover this, but I think it's serious. I think you really sum it up really well, Chief. Um, I want to congratulate you because you know what? You're one of the few. Like there's Thanks, not many I mean, people I know we get it. Who, who made it, like, and who were an activist, who were there. Like I knew you back in the day. 
Like, you know, there's not a lot of you. There's not at all. And you haven't changed. Some of, you know, I find out some other people have changed. That's which is strange to me. But you haven't changed one bit. Yeah, I didn't get into this biz for fame or fortune, man. I'm, I'm really actually, believe it or not, I'm still trying to serve my communities. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's what gives me pleasure, <laughs> if you could believe that. It's just we have to deal with a lot of really unfortunate stuff that, frankly, a lot of other owners and, and pioneers, you know, people get into the biz don't have to deal with. You know, so thanks for the platform and for even talking about this, because it's clear that, you know, uh, Grant Smith, Big Hope have a lot of people fooled and whatever, and that's fine. They can swindle whoever they want to swindle, but keep keep stay away from us and stay away from our industry and stop making it so miserable. Stop hurting equity opportunities for local people. How about that? See, that's you know my, what I mean? That's and, my and, issue. I, I don't care for you know. You you can get the cream. Somebody's got to get it. So what? You know what I mean? Like I don't care about the money. I care about the fact that there's a group of people out there lying about people. There's a group of people that will get violent with people. Like it's that, that to me is like extortion. It's like you either play with us or we're going to just try to destroy you. And uh, I, I just don't play like that. Like even me, I cannot like you. I'm never going to make shit up about you. Like I will never lie about you. MPAA, you know, I, even some of them I've had conversations with recently. And I said, you know, you have to admit, you know, maybe I went too hard on you and too far with, you know, the beef that we had on medical patients, but I never lied about you. Lying is wrong. And, 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 and I see that lying is okay now in this community and it's fucking disgusting. And you're a scumbag. If you allow people to lie on good people and you still applaud them, whether you're in the media and especially when you give them, a platform, and then you won't talk about it later. Because I see this a lot. Do you have any comment for the community and like some of these reporters that have given them a platform? And that's why I want to thank you, Mike. But I want you to think about this. They put with their lies, they put a permanent record on this gentleman on on uh, more a friend and a, a professional that's furthering opportunities here in Massachusetts. You know what I mean? And he's a family guy. It's totally unreasonable totally unacceptable and you know you know the market we don't do business with folks that are hurt harming the environment like that yeah we, we don't work with anyone that supports big hope or, and stuff like that i hear all. your wife is leah there yeah she is hi hi leah i want to hear from you too what do you think <laughs> do you really i don't know <laughs> all right here i am um, I mean, you know, for me, I think it's just, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, they've been attacking me for a while. They show up to my community meetings. They, uh, they, I, there's a, I have a lawsuit that they're a part of. Um, there's a, there's a lot of it. Like I said, I didn't know what they look like. My husband had to point them out to me. So they've been attacking me for a while and I have no clue like what they look like. Um, and then we get verbally attacked and have this whole shouting match. And like she said, if he... If I wasn't there, they would have jumped him. And the reason why they didn't, because they knew I was going to fight too. And they wasn't ready for that. They didn't want to fight me, you know? Um, but to, 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 to attack people at this event and they reward their be bad be behavior and no one does anything about it, no one covers it, 
It's just like, those are black people fighting black people, you know? No, it's not. That's just not cool. That's not what's happening here. These are fucking bad actors. They don't belong in the industry, and people need to stop supporting them. Like, end of story. At Yamba and Yamba Boutique, if you work with Big Hope, you do not sell your products in our stores, period. We will pull your shit the moment that we find out. End of story. Stop working with them people. They're fucking clowns. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, imagine, yeah. like, you know, this is our local convention. They go and they stalk people like that. You know, this this is multiple. And you know what? Yeah, the Heinz Convention Center doesn't want to really put forward video footage of this. Nikan really would probably rather people not talk about what really happened there. You know, at Nikan. And but this is kind of what we're up against, Mike. And it re- it's a real turnoff uh, to you know people who are really trying to build, put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in building this industry by the CCC. They're rewarded by the Boston Cannabis Board. It's ridiculous. <laughs> fucking crazy. Straight charlatans. charlatans. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of people responsible for that. Have you talked to uh, City Council Julia Mejia about it? Because I see that she is pretty close to them. She's their biggest fan. I've had her on the show. I, I'm wondering if she's seen the video. I want to show her the video. I think she needs to see the video. I think she does too. And anyone who's, who wants to work with them or do a promote them and stuff like that, I mean, my God, man, my God, it's hard and, to build this. And, and not just the video, this it's hard to be black and and, uh, and owner. The so, statement you know, also. or whoever, learn about who you're supporting, please. I think one of the biggest damning things is the lies. You know, the statements that they put out there were completely false. And um, they didn't have to take it as far as they did. They didn't have to try to get law enforcement involved. They didn't have to try to get me arrested. You know, now you look at the video. I could, I could, they asked me if I wanted to press charges against them in Boston. I was like, no, I'm good. You know, they they told me, so I don't want to have anything to do with these individuals. Um, and just, I just don't want to have anything to do with law enforcement. I've been dealing with law enforcement since I was 14 years old. They've been trying to charge me as an adult. And um, I just don't feel comfortable dealing with law enforcement if I don't have to deal with them. Um, and I would rather not, you know, um, these individuals. I mean, yeah. Right. I Even myself, I had a, I had to contact a criminal defense attorney because I posted about what, what was going on with you with this whole controversy. Like I had a threat that I was going to be criminally charged, which is, you know, I think the cops laughed it out. I, I think that, you know. But I had to actually contact my a criminal defense attorney. This is the first time ever doing this stuff. All the activism. I've been going for 25 goddamn years between the activism and the reporting and the shows. And I've never had to contact a criminal defense attorney. Not once until this. So I think this is serious. I think people need a wake up call. Like yeah. this kind of crap yeah. can't continue. It cannot continue. It can't. It's they are harming. They are harming the black community, dude. And the industry. It's not cool. They're making a joke out of whole equity stuff. They're they're taking opportunities and ruining them for good people out here. And they're making us look fucking horrible. And it's getting dangerous. Yeah, somebody's gonna get hurt. Yeah, yeah. It's unacceptable. They've been doing these attacks for years, for years, three plus years. But for now, for them to be emboldened to start getting physical. This is unacceptable. And then to have looks like they have police support to me. You know, they, yeah. they're, and and they, they're and hanging out in front. More that video 
Harry was jumping up and down like he looked like a that looked like criminal informant behavior to me. That's what it looked like on that video to me. That's what bells was ringing. That looked like criminal informant behavior to me. And and and, and see, I mean, you know, people come from all walks of life and stuff like that. But why why are they so quick to involve police? What, what what's happening? What what are they and lie to police? They started it and watch and I bet nothing's gonna come of it. You know what? If I lie to police, I'm gonna get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what's interesting is I didn't realize those were cops. Like I thought those were actually security people. I was like, that 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 can't be a cop. That, like I thought they were security. Those were actually cops in that video. Yeah, two cops and three security guards. That the yeah. rest. So the video in its entirety, when we did it eventually, um, you'll see the two cops and three security guards. But in that video, you see two cops. You'll see one of the other cop coming to frame. Um, but it was two cops there and um, three security guards, and the only security Maybe. guard. That said anything, she wasn't even a part of it until the end of it. And she and um Harry and Grant were like saying, He has a knife, arrest him. He has a knife, arrest him. So if you'll go back, you'll see them yelling in, in the security's face and the cops' face. Um, so after they said that, that that was the narrative that people were saying. I but I didn't have a knife, so yeah, and, and so and that's kind of the thing. There was a there's another thing not seen on the video with you know, my wife coming into the convention center, and I think Grant may be conflating some of these incidents and coming up with his own narrative to support his buddies or who knows what he, what what it's about. But, um, you know, yeah, a lot of people probably clearly don't want to, you know, see what happened or know what happened here because it's going to make them look bad. Like you just pointed out, Mike. Yeah, I, it's, I, I think it's really sad when the, the big media won't, won't touch something like this when they're promoting some of the other crazy stuff that, yeah, it's uh, do you have any final thoughts tonight that you wanted to kind of leave? I don't. This? I just want to support my my man uh, more. I want to thank you for even speaking about these type of issues. You know, we are pioneers. We're used to a certain uh, amount of stress, but this stuff is just going way too far. So I appreciate uh, the time and, and the platform there. You know, and um, you know, like I said, shout out to my employees over there at Yamba Market. They're killing it. I got the best staff in the business. And what's the address again and website? Yamba Market in uh, Central Square, Cambridge, yep, yep. right? Yep, yambamarket.com is the website. We're at 580 Mass Ave, smack dab in the middle of Central Square, Yamba Market. Yeah. We're, we're, we're the late night leader, Mike. We're open till 11 p.m. in Central Square. Awesome. Come that's, check us out. That's, that's and rank, rank recently ranked number 10. In the top 10. Top yeah, we, 10. We in the top 10. We're in the top 10 for the state on uh, boston.com. That was fun. That was fun. Thank you hey, so, so much, PTO, man. Up, man. Thanks for this. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you thank you for We're the Young Jerks, and we're speaking about some crazy shit that went down at the New England Cannabis Convention and afterwards. And I almost, I, I feel bad for NECAN too, New England Cannabis Convention, because this isn't their fault. I think they've tried to handle it the best they can. Um, I know, you know, Mar, Mar and some of you folks maybe want them to be a little more vocal about what happened, but I think they did the best that they could on this. 978-560-3155 is our phone nah, number. Nah. Yeah. If anyone wants to call in tonight, definitely do call in. What were you saying, Mar? Yeah, no, I don't blame uh, Nikan at all. Like these individuals, like actually there's surrounding, there's a lot of surrounding actors that you don't see that uh, are responsible for these individuals. 
like I was mentioning, Joey Gilmore of uh, of um, MRCC previously of MRCC, you know, and these individuals like, but what what, what else were they going to do? They attacked us so violently, like even Saskia, she came out and called my, my wife. She called her a corporate whore. And that was the environment at the time. So what do you do after that? There's nothing to do after that butt fight, you know. So they come at at you so vicious, curling insults, and then it's like you know. So they couldn't do anything else but when they saw me, try to attack me. Um, and it was like, what now, pussy? You know, we said these things about you now. What's up now? And that's just horrific to me. It's people with nothing to lose. They don't have any children. When I was looking at him writing the affidavit in his own handwriting, all sloppy, misspelled words. That's a man with nobody around him who cares about him. You know, I'm talking about David and Harry, you know, um, and these individuals like I have my family to think about. I have my wife. I've been through these situations with law enforcement. I don't want to have nothing to do with police, dude. And I'm, I'm mortified that I had to get be like that in that type of business environment where this is not the type of character I wanted to display. You know, I've been doing mixed martial arts and fighting sports since I was 12. So I love to spar. I love to train. I love to stay in shape. I love to be in a controlled environment, sparring and fighting, not on the streets. I hadn't had a street fight in 10, 15 plus years, you know, so. I uh, Tell us about Shock Day Green Lit. You got this drink, this energy cannabis drink? Oh, yes, yes, yes. The first full spectrum cannabis energy shot on the East Coast. Uh, four to seven hours of energy. This is my baby, man. Um, this is uh, my first um, at creating a product. Um, I had my brother with me, my wrestling brother, 20 plus years uh, designing supplements and stuff. Um, and so this is the type of products I want to bring to the ind industry, cannabis style, health and wellness style, supplement style uh, products. But Shakti specifically is about just health and wellness, man. And just my feminine and my feminine journey, returning to the feminine energy, being hyper masculine, being involved in violence, being and coming from a violent situation, violent situations. And um, I love um, Shakti. I love the name. We have the Triantra in there, which is, has been a very healing thing with me over the years. If you look at my Facebook, I have like campaigns where I've done like an hour of meditation for 90 days straight. And I did like an hour of yoga for 90 days straight or an hour working out. So all of these things were part of my morning journey and Shakti and uh, Hinduism, meditation, all of this is, is a part of what I want to bring to people. So I love um, to be able to do that through a brand and a product. Can you give a close-up to that bottle again? Put it like right up so people can even see it. A little closer. Keep going. Turn it that way. Yeah. There you go. That That's what it looks like. That's perfect. Shock D. The green. The green little jar. <laughs> and how, how much do those go for and what kind of dispensaries do you have them in what like what dispensaries uh, so are anywhere from four to seven dollars a shot um four to seven hours it almost acts like an antidepressant because of the vitamin b3 b6 and b12 in there which a lot of us are deficient in um and we need that every day so i just love being able to do that um you know plant-based amino acids which uh prolong the effect of the caffeine which enabled me to put less caffeine than a uh, five-hour energy shot, which has like 200 north, 200 milligrams north uh, caffeine. And we have about 100 milligrams of caffeine here. So uh, we're able to get a long-lasting effect, um, just as, li just as long, uh, longer than a five-hour energy shot and uh, less caffeine. And those are uh, dispensaries, legal dispensaries in Massachusetts, adult use? 
Yes, yes. We're in about 60 plus stores, you know. Awesome. Congratulations on that, Mar. Mar thank Stringer. You, and uh, do you have any kind of final thoughts? Like, I, I guess my what, my big question is, what, what, like, what are you going to do now? Like, you you got the video out, which really, I feel like, I mean, it seems like everywhere. I mean, they don't even, it seems like the other side, as soon as that video came out, they don't want to talk about it anymore, uh, where they were talking a lot for the last couple of weeks. It seems like everyone is, like, on your side after they saw that video. Like, everyone seems like, I haven't seen one person say, you know what, Stringer was the one that did it. I, like I don't see anyone saying that now. I I, I see the opposite. Um, you had the restraining order thrown out yesterday. Like, what's next? Are you gonna do anything about this? Like, are you gonna take no, action? No, sue them, I didn't or? even. If it, it had, if it hadn't been for what Grant was doing, slandering me online, I probably wouldn't even got the video. I wouldn't have requested the video. I didn't want the video. I just wanted to put it behind me. Um, and they were telling a, an alternative narrative. So I was like, okay, I need to get the video so I can give it to the people uh, behind the scenes who uh, were concerned and were hearing something different. But no, I had no intention on releasing it publicly. Um, I have no, no, um, if they file another order against me, then I'm going I'm to do what I have to do in terms of trying to defend myself. But no, I think Grant Smith is very violent with his platform. Very, you know, that needs some, some we need to do something about that. So um, that's my 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 goal with that. I really don't have no plans uh, for this, just to continue to con uh, create in this industry and you know continue to win. You know. Now I think if uh, you you went after Grant, a lot of people would support you on that as well. Because I mean, I'm just noticing it seems like every day he's he sent another criminal complaint to the attorney general. The attorney general must be laughing at this point. He's in the last two weeks, he sent criminal complaints on myself, you, uh, mass can normal, the organization that just kicked him out in a public meeting. And they aired out all the allegations against him, which were really horrific. Uh, he's also now going after the MPAA and Frank Shaw and Frank Shaw's attorney. He's, file a criminal complaint against them with the attorney general. Now, anyone can file a criminal complaint apparently, but will they do anything? I very much doubt it. I mean, this guy, it seems like he's off his rocker. Oh, I think I just lost bar. No. Yeah. You're here. Yeah. You're here. yeah. So, I mean, what do you I, think? Like he has some type of something going on with, cause the clerk's office and everything. When I went to Boston, they said they knew him and knew them. Well, they knew Harry and them and stuff. So it was really like it's, it's you have to pretty much prove your case before you get past the clerk's office. And I'm wondering how did they do that? And if they even did that, um, I just don't know how they get into court um, and be able to put something permanently like this on my record without, you know, substantial enough evidence to even, you know, you need three incidents. You need, you know, and their name wasn't even mentioned on the police report. So. It's just really confusing how they were able to get me into court and harass me further. I had to drive two or two hours um, out all the way to Fishburg. So um, and then I hang around the courts for hours, you know, after that, from, you know, nine in the morning till after two o'clock. Two p.m. So. And then have to drive out from Boston today and Boston, the same thing today. So you did it again. There's two yeah. of them. Yep. Get both of them thrown out. Okay. Fun, fun, fun. Well, it, you know, whatever you decide to do, we'll definitely support you. You just let us know. 
Uh, I mean, what are your final thoughts on this tonight? Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's so much more uh, that we could talk in so many different directions. But I guess my final thoughts on this, um, I, I just I really don't know. You know, honestly, um, to me, that's one of the biggest tellings like that. You are not responsible. You're a child if you're out there lying and to be lying so publicly. But to just not even have the awareness that, okay, there's cameras everywhere, dude. Why would you be lying about this? The short-sightedness of this group and these people to just kind of want to win the day, so to speak. With this whole thing going on, they were on social media, and it was like they just wanted to win the day. Um, They were slandering me, trampling me, trying to get me arrested after approaching me, attacking me. Um, it's just horrific that there's people out there like that, that, you know, they don't even care about their own self, you know. And I, I relegated to that that picture and that image of the German shepherd jumping off the cliff after the bird. We all know what's going to happen in the next scene. The German ship is going to fall up down the cliff and the birds is going to fly away. And, you know, I'm that bird. And, and, you know, they're the German shepherd and they don't care what they had to do as long as if they had a chance to, to try to mess me up just a little chance to try to tear me down, they were down to do it. Even if they had to assault me in front of police, threaten my life in front of police. He was trying to throw me over the banister right in front of police. He didn't care if he went to jail. You know, and individuals like this don't need to be around people who care about their future, who care about what they're doing. I shouldn't have to be dealing with individuals who don't care, you know, hanging around me. I don't hang around individuals who don't care. I'm not in the street. I'm not um, hanging around individuals with nothing to lose. Um, I don't do that because individuals with nothing to lose are dangerous, like Grant. Nothing to lose. Never had a career. Never had a job. You know, uh, just a privileged individual with nothing to lose. No children, no family, nothing to be responsible for. Same thing with Harry and David. Dangerous individuals who people invested in, they have nothing to lose. And um, you invest in these type of individuals and you get what you get. Uh, those are true facts too, man. Not even a like, not even a girlfriend, or or a significant <laughs> partner, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like no significant partner. I know myself. I I like you know I don't have a huge family and all this. You know a lot that people I've chosen to kind of reduce my responsibilities, but I still have them. Like I don't know. I agree with you. Yeah, and, and like, you, have a, you also you have, have to have a responsibility to yourself too. Like it's, but they don't even. You're right. There's so much you, to that. There is so much you, to that. When you have, a work I, I, that's why you. people. That's why people look. You know, with the, say a family man, they like. I mean, there is something about that because it's you know, you're a family man, Mar. Yeah. So it's Chief. Absolutely. I can tell Chief and his wife are like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're. There's no, there's so, there's no. When I make decisions, my children, and my wife are first. Right. You know, when I was when I was in that situation making decisions, I was thinking about my children and my wife. You know, there's my um, wife. I wonder if she wants to get on the air and talk to me about <laughs> my bullshit now. She's calling in. I don't know. I I'm gonna ask her. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna put her on the air. Let me okay. see if she wants to be on the air. Hi, oh, listener. Man. Do you want to be on the air on the show right now, or are you calling me for a personal reason? Uh, we're live. I have you live on the show right now. Oh no, I'm locked out. I forgot my keys. Oh man, see that—that's my cue to end the show. See, I'm very responsible, Mom. Oh man, 
Very political, I know, right? <laughs> I love you. I'll be right uh, there. Okay, thanks. Bye. She, I don't even think she knew I was live tonight. She's got her own life going on. A lot of stuff going on over here. I want to thank you so much for uh, being here tonight. Uh, again, Shock Day. Say say the, uh, where can people find your, your, say your product? Give, give, give us your pitch. Shock Tea Green Lit. We're in full. We have full saturation from um, all over throughout Massachusetts. You can find us. We're in seventy plus stores. Yeah, go check us out, man. If you need to get lit, you need some extra energy that boosts, man. Check us out. We have so many people using us before the gym, using us before big meetings. So yeah, you know, and uh, we have some amazing other products to come. So yeah, check us out, Shock Tea Green Lit, on all social media. Thank you so much, Bar, for uh, coming tonight and uh, sharing what. You know, all, all the trauma that you've been through, because I, I think it is it's ridiculous that you have a permanent record now about this and all the, the libelous statements and just BS that you went through. But I think most people in the community see it for what it is now. And uh, I want to just say, you know what? Good for you for standing strong, like in every way. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, Mike. And, yo, and, and it's more to come with us. Yes, we had our ups and downs, but you've always been a solid brother, man. And um, I appreciate you in this space. You're my wrestling brother, so we got that camaraderie going. How was the single leg? <laughs> that was, you know what? That was a good takedown. Solid, dude. Then, that. I, there was some several moves there that I was like, "Wow, look at this!" I would not mess with you. I, yeah, <laughs> no, you know, I'm, not, I'm not afraid of people unless they wrestle. And then, then I'm like, oh, "Okay, he's a wrestler. Look out!" Like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 you yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, and you just don't know. I don't mess with anybody, man. No, I, don't. I don't mess with anyone either. I agree. It's like, who wants to fight? Know. I'm too old to fight. Nine seven eight five six zero three one five five is our phone number for people they want to call in later. But I gotta go let my 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 partner yes, right now. Do that before we get in trouble. Yeah. So I I want to thank you so much, Mar, for coming calling in tonight and and being with us. Shock day, green lit, and I hope you much peace on this i think a lot of people in the community a lot of people are watching tonight i know a lot of people are actually frightened of this situation and i think that's why a lot of people don't want to speak on it but a lot of people are watching so i want to thank you for standing up thank you we're the young jerks we'll see everyone again on sunday night we're going to do a true leaf worker show and mso worker show check us out sunday 7 p.m and also we got to i'm going to drop an announcement right now the chairman of the Cannabis Control Commission, Shannon O'Brien, has agreed to come on The Young Jerks. We're going to have her on the show uh, first week in May. So lots going on, and there's so much other stuff that we're going to be talking about on Sunday night, too. Check us out, workers. We are we are fighting for the workers in the industry. And just to make this industry much better, and, and again, like let's get the violence out of it. Let's get the bullshit out of it. Thank you so much, Mr. Stringer, Shock Day Greenlet, for being here tonight. And uh, thank you, Chief and Leah from uh, Yamba Market for calling in, too. That was a great phone call. Glad to have them support black cannabis businesses big time. We got to do it, people.